The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to The Natural Way with Sandy, our podcast. And this is our first series actually and we're getting close to um, the, the completion of the first episodes and uh, we're up to this one is episode 18. Uh, sorry, this one is 20. Sorry, um, episode number 20. And um, I think there's about 22 or 23 within a series and so because we now have well over 1500 at the time of doing this one, um, we're certainly going to continue to do the podcast because it would certainly appear that people out there are wanting the information. Also, I would certainly like to thank everybody who's been sending me in requests and these uh, or questions, and this is what I'm doing to be able to um, do these podcasts to answer any questions, queries, or actually put a show together around a question. Well, NADA, that's spelled N-A-D-A from South Australia, actually sent me quite an extensive email and she said the, the crux of what she was talking about is, what's the missing link with clinical consultations? Because there are people out there who, whether they're a naturopath or whether they're a doctor or whether they're a herbalist, Often the key focus is on whatever the condition is, get a prescription or a pill or a potion or recommendation to actually do. In this day and age, it's not that common to come across people who, as she says, and I'm reading here, who actually take the time to find out what's going on. The way that you, that's me, you Sandy, uh, talk about, particularly in relation to what consultation should be like. And Nada is actually talking about my information that I put out through the Folk Medicine Revival Academy, where we are developing short courses that are very affordable for natural medicine practitioners or members of the public. And these short courses we're developing to be able to help guide natural medicine practitioners. So that's what Nada was actually referring to. But then she said, I think that it is really important for people to generally know who listen to the podcasts. So let's talk about that. The missing link with clinical consultations. Well, in clinic, it really needs and it comes down, it's virtually driven right down to the mindset of the practitioner. And the mindset is often developed through training. In the 70s and 80s, where we, as people who were in the world of natural medicine, remember in that day and age it was seen to be quackery, um, you know, the weirdos out there smoking wacky-backy and having a good time and drinking herb teas and etc. But no one really took us very seriously. But our training was all about people. It was working with people and what they presented with. So very much the whole person focus. And the medical profession, they're trained to be specialists in disease and illness. So there are two camps that virtually are there, like two shop fronts, as I've said previously in previous podcasts. So we've got two shop fronts. One shop front 
has got, and think about, um, say, a 30-storey building. So we've got the shop front, natural medicine, and in that shop front we've got uh, herbalists, we've got homeopaths, we've got nutritionists, we've got massage practitioners, we've got Reiki practitioners, we've got meditation, yoga, um, ev- virtually everything that falls under natural medicine. In the building beside us, the shop front is made up of general practitioners, nurses, podiatrists, uh, chiropractors. They're called the Allied Health Fraternity. We've got surgeons and specialists. In there, the mindset within that building is very much about reductionist, reducing the presentation down to come up with a diagnosis and a prognosis. In other words, diagnose what's going on If I apply this treatment, then the prognosis or statistically, we should get that. We know what the side effects are, etc. Within the Allied Health fraternity, there are uh, pathologists as well. There's x-rays and scans and all of that that comes in, constantly reducing the human frame down to reducing down to get the diagnosis right and then get the treatment right. The person is actually in this regard secondary and I do not at any stage wish to say that that is derogatory to the to the reductionist paradigm the, because the specialization in the disease and illness over in the other camp in natural medicine in the 70s and 80s it was always very holistic um, and that holistic process was always driven home to you as trainee practitioners uh, to always look at the whole person. When we were taught in massage, you just didn't do, say, someone came in with a painful neck or shoulder or lower back, that you just didn't rub that part of the body. You actually were trained to do full body massage and then work on the area that needed attention. The reason? Because there is no one single part of your body that works in isolation by itself. If you were a herbalist, you looked at what the constitution of the person was, you would take down a couple of pages of information covering every system of the body, just checking that there wasn't some underpinning problem that was a causation of what the presentation was. Now let me give you an example. Say somebody comes in and they uh, suffer with constipation. Well, in the reductionist mindset, we would get laxatives. In the mindset of the holistic paradigm in natural medicine, well, we would look at diet, we would look at stress, we would look at exercise, we would look at uh, maybe doing massage around the abdomen, we would look at all the foods that are being consumed, we would look at how much water the person drinks. But a really important part that drives the holistic paradigm home, and I would suggest that in part modern natural medicine practitioners and particularly modern day naturopaths have lost this folk medicine concept, somebody who presented with constipation back in the day, we would always check their salivary glands and ask them if they have a dry mouth. If they have a dry mouth, that means that they don't have enough saliva. And if they don't have enough saliva, there is the first laxative coming down into the body. So we would start developing Uh, For the dry mouth, we would start developing uh, varying concepts, maybe lemon juice or apple cider vinegar to swish the mouth out to activate the salivary glands. So that's the holistic mindset. The holistic mindset works very well with the reductionist mindset. 
And the reason for that is often we need to have a diagnosis. And doctors, specialists, nurses, the, um, the, the allied health practitioners are specialists in disease and illness. They really know what they're doing when it comes to disease and illness states. Where we come in, we provide options. So we are within the options healthcare range, providing varying options for the consumer to consider to manage whatever their presentation is. Those options may be herbal medicine, maybe homeopathy, maybe nutrition, maybe massage, maybe a combination of them all. So we should never be seen to be trying to go through the front door of the reductionist building because our mindset should be different. I lament because in the 21st century, a lot of modern day naturopaths actually focus on wanting to be like doctors. They want to be able to have access to medicines that would have a considerable amount of side effects. We pride ourselves under our little building that what we use is gentle but powerful. That's almost like an oxymoron, isn't it? Herbs are gentle and generally safe in the hands of trained practitioners. In fact, we aren't allowed to have access to anything that is dangerous. And that's great. We don't want to because we have enough gentle herbs that are powerful in treating the body. We must, however, be trained in disease and illness states and we must also be trained in what drugs do that doctors would be prescribing and the way that our, our basic focus of maybe incorporating herbs to go with a drug. A classic case would be high cholesterol. Someone has high cholesterol and they want to go on to the statin drugs because doctor says so. But they come to us to look for options Options such as, well, what diet should I have? Is there anything else that I should be doing? Is there something else that I could be taking that would actually create further options to provide a good outcome for me? Well, the incorporation of the both can be done. However, in many cases, particularly when it comes to elevated LDL and triglycerides, which are the bad guy in cholesterol, Working with natural medicine can actually be extremely successful without the harsh side effects of the statin drugs. Something as simple as three apples a day can actually start a treatment and get remarkable recovery. So let's go back to our question, the missing link with clinical consultations. I believe the missing link in the clinical consultation is not taking the time in the initial instance to go through all the systems of the body and go over the history pertaining to the client. Find out everything that you can. This is what should be happening. Everything should be sought after to be able to ascertain what you've had in the past, what you presently have, genetically, what is in your gene pool, in your family history, and actually try to get a picture of what is going on with you. And I believe that that is a missing link. But time is of the essence and more particularly within the reductionist process because government are paying part of that consultation. If, as an example, you're going to a GP who bulk bills, then the government is footing all the bill. That's your tax paying money at work. 
if you go to a doctor and they actually add to that um, fee, then that is the running cost of their practice. Now, if you go to a natural medicine practitioner, what are some of the differences? A natural medicine practitioner within the modern era who incorporates folk medicine revival principles and who really does embrace it fully will be spending approximately 45 minutes to one hour with you in the initial consultation in order to be able to find out as much as possible about you. Of course, the condition or conditions that you have are important. But you will note that a natural medicine practitioner doing their good, doing a right job and a good job, they will allow you to talk about several conditions at once. Whereas if we go to a GP because of their time restrictions, you may have to have an extended appointment. But the natural medicine practitioner should allocate between 45 minutes and up to an hour to find out everything there is about you. Let's hark back to the example of constipation. You may present with constipation, have tried all the diets known to man, have tried all the laxatives known to man, and still nothing works. Well, they may be missing the fact that you've got a dry mouth and your salivary glands are not working. So therefore, switching out the mouth with apple cider vinegar could be the solution. Hence, that is why we want to look at the whole person and not focus on the condition only. So when we're looking at uh, missing link with clinical practice, that is the single most missing link about the focus is not on the person collectively. So when we start looking at looking at the person collectively, there's a whole range of questions that are going to be influential in the management of you, such as you may present with aches and pains all over the body. All of a sudden you feel as though your body is really seizing up. Well, that can certainly be because you're not walking enough or getting enough exercise. Could be that you're dehydrated though. It could be that your magnesium levels are actually low. Or it could be that you're taking statin drugs and this is one of the side effects. So you can see the way it is really a big open pool. So I like to think of consultations in my practice as like looking at a dartboard. When a person comes in, all the sections around the dartboard, you've got the bullseye and then all the parts that go around the bullseye are all aspects of the human body. Each of those little sections in the dartboard will mean either systems or symptoms. So when we're looking at the pathway coming through here we're like this, is that I like to then look at, okay, I've got a tick of all the things that you say yes to that you've got, or yes, that it is in your gene pool, and then taking into consideration, putting the diet down, putting how much water you drink down, putting about alcohol, all the things that are about you in a nutshell. We actually then start to think about, well, what's the bullseye that I've got to hit to be able to bring about a change? Now, this leads to a really big comment about the change. It also depends on how fast you are as a healer. Some people are slow healers. Other people are fast healers. And others are moderate, average. So we need to know how fast you recover. 
And this is again another question. Say as an example, if you get a cold, how quickly do you recover? Oh, one or two days and it's fixed. Or if I get a cold, it can linger for months. So we now know this person is a slow healer. Now, the slower the person is to heal, it is very, very important not to hit the body too fast with healing therapeutics like healing medicines because we can bombard the body too much and if we do that, we can make the condition work. Does that make sense? What if they're a very fast healer? couple of days and the cold is over. Well, you could use higher doses of preparations and hit the body somewhat harder to get a recovery because they've got constitutional strength. So as a consumer in the marketplace, what we want to look at is very specifically how you should be seen in clinical consultations Irrespective of whom you are consulting with, you still should be seen as a person. If you need to go to the doctor for a very acute problem and you need to get something like antibiotics or you need to get, if you've got, as an example, um, one of my clients, a huge uh, dysfunction with gout, had a flare-up after four years and having to get onto a plane and fly overseas, they went to the doctor to get some medication. But we then made them a formula to take with them to have once the acute phase had moved and that we could get them back onto an even track again. Having spent time to determine why did that gout flare up? Well, guess what? It was his birthday and he had about two kilos of prawns. Not good and particularly with the three glasses of red wine. So it tipped him over the edge. But again, it is that the options that we were creating as well as the options that the doctor could create by writing a script, getting things under control in the acute phase and then working with a formula from us. I don't call this complementary medicine. I don't believe we are complementary. We create options. We also are not in the biomedical model. Therefore, I think it's a sadness in this day and age where associations that I've tried to encourage over more than 25 years to actually be proud of our difference. Don't try to join the medical model because we aren't the medical model. We need to have our own building, our own apartments, our own systems and have all of our own collective within that building with our rules, our regulations. All of that needs to be very specific and specialised to us as natural medicine practitioners. Yet, there is a bridge between the natural medicine building and in the building of the reductionist, the biomedical platform. There should be a bridge between the two. And that bridge is where both parties can cross over. As an example, natural medicine practitioner goes over the bridge, asks doctor for a blood test to be done for their client. The doctor will read the blood test and report back to the natural medicine practitioner. The doctor can walk across to us and say, can you evaluate and assess the diet of my client? They've got cardiovascular disease. Uh, their cholesterol is out of control. We've tried statins. They're not working, but we know that the diet isn't that good. Okay, I'm referring this person to you. You're walking over a bridge you're not selling the building of natural medicine and then trying to shove it into 
the biomedical platform. That is my dream. I've had that for over a quarter of a century now where natural medicine can stand up, be counted and demand their rightful recognition for the uniqueness that they have. So NADA and anyone else interested in this, I do hope the missing link with clinical consultations has covered some information that becomes thought-provoking for you and that you may sit and next time you're with your naturopath, herbalist, um, natural medicine practitioner, homeopath or GP, do you feel as though you have been heard and that you are the primary focus or is it just the condition with a script? Because I know with great sadness I can say that there are some naturopaths out there that you go in to see them and you walk out with $300 worth of pills and potions. Well, that is not working within the natural medicine fraternity. Does that mean to say that you won't walk out with maybe some pills or whatever? Of course not. If you are sick and you require them, of course you need them. But we are over-prescribing in natural medicine. We We need to get back to using food as medicine and to start getting the body working with foods as medicine in a very beneficial way to then look at the natural medicines that we have. So I'm going to finish this podcast with just a few little promos and I do beg your pardon and hope that this is of interest for you as well. Previously at the beginning I did talk to you about Folk Medicine Revival Academy. The Folk Medicine Revival Academy first launch Um, By the time you're listening to number uh, 18, um, sorry, number 20, I said 18 again, for number 20, The Missing Link with Clinical Consultations, um, we would have launched by that stage the Natural Medicine Business Short Course for Natural Medicine Practitioners, but also suitable for anyone who's in small business. It's a very affordable course and it teaches you the foundation of how to be successful in business. So it's very foundational. It's a short course. It's a basic introduction. But the basic introduction to this course actually tells you what a lot of the big, very, very expensive courses don't teach you. The reason, because a lot of them have never been in natural medicine in small business like I have over three and a half decades. So I've had to run businesses, the college, the clinics and several other small businesses and I share with you the information to have a successful business without all the headaches and worry. Another one is a short course on public speaking and how to do that in order to be able to get more business really but also if anyone is wanting to be a public speaker there's a nice little short course that's there and by the time we get past uh, you've got into this number 20 I'm hoping to have a few more short courses up there and my goal is to get maybe 15 to 20 by the end of 2020 I should actually go for 20 for the end of 90 of end of 20 oh well we see how we go well folks as you know we are really pushing to get 10,000 people listening to these podcasts we're getting up just under the 2,000 now and that's not too bad when you consider that our launch time frame that we started off with with episode number one was on the 2nd of July 
and here we are um, for episode number 20 that is the 13th of November so I'm pretty happy about that but please keep telling your friends your family their friends and family to tune into the podcast and also to send an email to Sandy S-A-N-D-I at Sandy Rogers R-O-G-E-R-S dot com dot au and let me know if there's anything that you would like to know you might want a short course written about something well if it has to do with business or natural medicine i can do it for you so folks thank you so much for listening and please find happiness in every moment until next time over and out the natural way with sandy Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.